Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Last Hand in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are starting another week here on Last Night in Vegas. So um, this is going to be kind of a unique uh, podcast just because we're actually going to be reviewing uh, somewhat the opening of the Durango. So uh, no, I was not there at the grand opening of Durango when it opened on Tuesday, uh, December 6th. I was there. Sorry, just kidding. December 5th. Um, I was there the next day, uh, December 6th, when uh, it was the next day and it wasn't as busy. But um, it looked like it was a huge success on opening day. So I ended up going the day after just because I was doing my day job on uh, the 5th. So uh, we're going to be talking about the newly minted Durango Casino Resort. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, so let's jump into it. So Durango uh, itself is part of the station's casino chain or the Red Rock casino chain, depending on how you want to name their chain of restaurants, sorry, uh, casinos. But it is quite small. Uh, Durango Casino is actually quite a small resort, uh, but actually perfectly sized, I think, for uh, local clientele. Uh, When I say small, uh, I'm really talking about the hotel aspect of it. But they really put a lot of different amenities and restaurants and bars and lounges and experiences inside of this very, very quaint uh, casino. I think it's very it's quite beautiful. Um, It's actually supposed to replicate sort of like the beauty of the desert, which I think it does actually quite well. It feels very like Palm Springsy. If you've ever been to Palm Springs, where it's sort of like that elegant sort of upscale, but still in the desert vibe. And you never forget that you're in the desert. But I would say the w- first thing that you really get when you actually see Durango, when you walk inside, is that it is a very bright casino. It's a very bright room, which you usually don't get in casinos uh, most of the time. Most of the time, casinos are very dark. Um, they usually don't have windows for, you know obvious casino reasons. They don't want you to know what time it is on the outside. But I do think that they were kind of getting away from the, uh, those <clears throat> sort of templates for casinos, uh, which I don't think is a problem. I think most people uh, understand what time of day it is. We all have watches. We all have phones. We know what time it is. So I, I don't think we have that same issue. Uh, but it just feels very bright and vibrant. And that's really what I get from the inside of the Durango. It's very fantastic. So When you walk in, depending on where you walk in from, if you walk in from the main valet, uh, they have these beautiful roses that are sitting out in front. They are real roses. They're all sort of set up. You can tell by everybody touching them to make sure that they are real. Uh, But uh, right behind that, they have coffee. And then to the left of that, they have the check-in desk. But 
Um, we'll see how long the real roses stay. Hopefully they stay for a very long time. But uh, when you walk in from that section, um, if you look over to the left, they actually have the Bel Air uh, Lounge, which that's actually a beautiful lounge. It looks out to the pool area, which is quite nice. It's very, very cool indoor-outdoor space, which I think is very nice and would be very, very popular, especially in the summer and especially at uh, sunset times, just because uh, people in Las Vegas love our sunsets. So I think that's going to be quite nice. Uh, but the pool is actually closed, but the pool looks very cool. And it's very interesting that it's so accessible to the rest of the property. But obviously there were security guards there just in case I'm assuming you wanted to walk into the pool area. Uh, they won't let you have access to it. So again, unless you're staying there, but, uh, other than that, uh, that Bel Air area, um, I didn't sort of spend a lot of time in just because it was sort of the middle of the day. But I really, really, it looked really, really nice. Um, and I think I will be going there uh, to check out maybe maybe in a week or two when it's not as busy and let it sort of cool down in the evening times. Because I think right now, because it is, you know, December, but when hotels open like this, the busiest times are going to be the weekends and in the evenings because everybody wants to just drive on over and check out the new property. So this happens very, very, very um, frequently. Uh, you always have these sort of traffic troubles. And it happened, for example, when MGM National Harbor opened in Maryland that there was only really two ways in and out uh, of that location. And a lot of people I knew from Maryland ended up saying, yeah, I just turned around and I couldn't go in the opening week just because it was so busy with traffic. So, you know, maybe give it a week or two before you head over to Durango in the evenings. But uh, before we get to the evening part of it, let's go back to what the casino looks like and feels like on the inside. So it does have a good amount of machines. Uh, they do have a Crazy Rich Asians machine, which my mom loves, and I had to put some money in just to play for her. Um, so didn't win anything, unfortunately, for the Crazy Rich Asians machine. But a lot of different machines, very, very bright, a lot of different choices, which I think is good. Uh, pretty standard in terms of the types of machines they have, but it actually is a, you know, a good amount of slot machines that are basically um, around the edges. So it feels kind of like a very big rectangle. It's a huge rectangular space for where they have the main casino. And again, it's, lack of a better word, it's a big, big, big giant room, but they do sort of break it up with the bar that's sort of in the middle that separates uh, the table games from, you know, the, uh, the other slot machines and so on and so forth. But anyways, good amount of slot machines, not bad, really cute outfits on the cocktail waitresses. It's sort of like this sort of uh, bronze color with sort of like a gold, uh, gold trimming, which I think is quite nice. It actually goes, you know, pairs well with what the uh, other sort of look for the casino looks like. But anyways, let's talk about the tables. So the table games. So the table games themselves sort of have like this cream color with a nice little texture to it. And they have sort of like this cream padding that goes on top, which is actually quite nice. It's very different than like sort of like the mahogany wood that a lot of, or mahogany looking wood that a lot of casinos go for. They went with the bright colors, which I think is quite nice. Uh, they did have, I believe, five craps tables, including an extra, so a sixth one that is actually electronic. Those are becoming much more popular now, so just keep in mind that you will find those. The minimums were 15 and 25 so $15 and $25 tables for craps, and that was the middle of the day. I do see that being the norm, being at 15 which is, I think, not bad. Um, I do... I do always find myself comparing this hotel to being a mix between the M Resort and the Red Rock Canyon, which those are our two local properties. 
And what I mean by that is that it has the elegance of both because M really feels like a Las Vegas Strip property, even though it's not on the Strip. Uh, but it's you know big, it's you know pretty airy, and then Red Rock feels a little bit more local looking, where in terms of the offerings, in terms of food, but it still has that upscale sort of vibe to it. I think Durango far exceeds what uh, Red Rock has on the inside in terms of elegance. So a lot of people are really praising this property for being a mix of elegance and also uh, budget-friendly options, which I think is actually pretty on the nose. I think that is actually quite correct, just because they do have a couple different trendy spots. For example, they have uh, Nico's, which is going to be uh, steak, uh, you know, uh, steak, so prime steak, essentially, uh, fresh fish as well. So that's really what they're going to focus on. Um, I didn't go into that room just because it wasn't open yet, but I've seen many people that have gone in there. Um, I actually, you can see into it, which is quite nice. Uh, and the room, it looks good. It looks like a pretty straightforward sort of steakhouse that you'd find anywhere in Las Vegas. And then they also have Miho, which I think is going to be probably their most popular restaurant, especially for people who are in their like, tw you know, mid twenties, to mid thirties range, just because it has that very trendy, very Vegasy vibe, and, me and Mexican food right now is probably one of the most trendy foods that is being you know put on the map in Las Vegas. Because really, we have we've had steakhouses, we've had seafood houses, uh, we've had Italian, uh, but it really feels like Mexican is really the like next. It's been here, but the next frontier in terms of trendy and cool. So brace yourselves if you're a local. You'll be seeing lots and lots of the cocktail waitress you follow, the nightclub hosts you follow will be going to Miho because it's the cool spot to be. But rightfully so. It's a beautiful looking space. It has these beautiful like yellow flowers that you would find from um, what is that? Uh, it's uh, it's the Disney film. Um, I have to remember it. Oh, my goodness. Totally forgot. But. It really is a very cool space. It also has a speakeasy on the inside, which, of course, I'm sure I'll go to at some point. But we will have a conversation. We have to have a conversation about these speakeasies. Because basically, every time something opens in Vegas has a speakeasy, I think it's on its way out, unfortunately. So we'll see. We'll see where speakeasies end up. But I think I'm kind of over speakeasies. Um, it's funny because I did a whole video on – or I was going to do a whole video on – uh, donut speakeasy and I j at the Aria and I just can't get around to doing it just because honestly guys I don't have the heart to tell everybody that I don't like it it's just not my vibe whatsoever but well that's 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 for another time so moving on to a couple of the food offerings that Durango offers they do have summer house which summer house is going to be it says it in the name it's summer house uh, Santa Monica so it's supposed to have that sort of like cool California light vibe to it and I think it's gonna be very popular for lunches for sure I think brunch is gonna be hugely popular at Summer House as well as well as the other spot which is where I ate which was the George so as we make our way to the George the George is a 24-hour restaurant so that's cool for anybody who works those crazy hours it is indoor-outdoor, which is actually quite nice. Uh, although, I have to say, when I went, they do have these very sneaky heaters that are, like, sitting right above where the bar area sits on the outside. And it was super hot. I like it a little bit cool. I, that's the reason I went outside. I wanted to be outside in the cool air. And it just felt like I was in an oven with the heaters. So I'm sure they'll get that figured out. It's only the second day, so I'm not holding it against them. But for those of you that, you know, get cold very easily, 
that actually might be a plus for you. So that's really, really good. Um, so anyway, so the George has an indoor-outdoor space. The outdoor space, I think, is 100% the place to be if you go to the George. Uh, the inside space is sort of half of the sports book. And let's just talk about the sports book for a second because it's actually all sort of together. This sports book probably is in the running for one of the better sports books in town. Uh, of course, Circa has a fantastic sports book uh, just because it has it's such a large wall. It's basically two stories of you know TVs. But the thing is, is that I've, I, this is the thing I've been critical about the Circa sports book before is, is that it has stadium seating, which is cool if you're going to buy that space. They also have uh, lounge seating as well. Oh, which is great, especially if you're going to be buying that for the whole day or for the spending minimum, whatever you've got. But to sit to sit there and st- or stand there, you know, just to sit there all day, um, it's nice to be able to walk around, and that's why I really, really enjoyed what the sports book over at the Durango looks like, just because it is sort of a hybrid. It sort of feels like a hybrid lounge with very, plenty of high top seating. It has regular lounge chairs. It also has. It's sort of like regular four tops. And, of course, the bar. I think the bar is absolutely fantastic, and the screens are amazing. So I think they got everything they wanted right in this sports book in terms of the screens. The screens are you know flush against the wall, flat, high definition, which is fantastic. And they even have it sort of circling the bar area. So it's sort of one of those oval-shaped bars, and it has TVs on the outsides and TVs on the insides, which are really great, especially if you're sitting at the bar. Uh, it is also, you know, should be noted that a lot of the bars at this property do have video poker. So lots of video poker machines at basically wherever you sit. I, the only place I don't think I saw that many were at the Bel Air Lounge. But other than that, basically everywhere you go, you're going to find video poker machines. But back to the George. So the George is basically the food for the sports book and they have the indoor outdoor space the outdoor space basically looks like a really cool hip backyard so they have this big green space where you can do cornhole they have a bunch of a wall of tvs which is really great for you know sundays and then they also have outdoor seating sort of like a normal restaurant and then the bar is actually very very nice so the bar actually is two-tiered so they have two tiers the one on the bottom is the closest one to the grass area and that actually has TVs looking in that direction, which is nice because you don't have to turn your head to look at the big TVs. You have the small TVs just in front of you that it's perfect. But then it has a tier above that you can sit, and that actually faces the opposite direction to the big giant TVs where the cornhole is. And you actually get a nice unobstructed view of those TVs because it's elevated, which I think is really, really beneficial. So I really, really enjoy the outdoor space over at Durango. I would highly recommend this for any group uh, activities, especially for like maybe like going away parties or just, you know, get togethers with your friends. I think that George is going to be a new popular spot now that you can go there instead of having to go to Parkway Tavern for everybody's going away parties. <laughs> That's a personal thing. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyways, um, Going back to the George. Uh, so when I went to the George, they have a pretty interesting menu. It's pretty unique just because it sort of operates as their cafe where they have all these different options. And I end up getting the cheeseburger. They did have uh, wings on the menu, which we had a little mix up. So I ordered the wings. They told me that they didn't have wings because their beer taps weren't working. Uh, so I was like, cool. I'll, like, I'll get the, you know, bacon cheeseburger instead that's actually probably a better option 
and uh, ended up getting the bacon cheeseburger, and no one told anybody. <laughs> so I believe there was a c- miscalculation in the communication, and I got my wings anyways. And the wings were good. They were not bad. And then also I had the bacon cheeseburger, which was delicious, and the fries were fantastic. And the people that helped me were absolutely fantastic. Of course, it's the opening of the rest of the hotel. So te- they tend to be a little overly helpful, like how is everything going? How is everything going? Which is fine. You want that from, you know, any any new hotel, that's what you want. You don't want them to be like, where are you? They, they would rather me come here and say, yeah, they were too nice to me, basically is what I'm saying. So great job. I think uh, Jazzy was her name. Yeah, I think that was the name of the bartender. But all the bar staff was really, really good. Um, I had her made me a mojito, which the mojito was fantastic. Uh, the drink menu is very interesting. I think if you're a big, like, Moscow Mule person or somebody who likes, like, ginger beer, ginger soda, they have good bourbon drinks, it looks like, uh, that might be a good vibe for you. And they do have some sort of brunch options, but I think the brunchier option is going to be over at Summer House. So if you are going to Durango to do brunch, I believe Summer House is going to be your better option. So I'm kind of just clicking through their menu at the moment. And yeah, they have signature guacamole. They have veggies. They have raw and chilled bar. They have salads, sandwiches. um, They have tacos, pasta. So this place, I think, is going to be a little bit more up the alley for those of you that might want brunch. But kind of looking at it, they don't have a brunch menu. So maybe... I'm not sending you the wrong way. Uh, maybe it's just they're very healthy options. But anyways, Summer House, it's there. So as we kind of go through the menu, um, they do have the Oasis Lounge, which is sort of their center bar. Just keep that in mind. Uh, the Bel Air Lounge, so on and so forth. And yeah, so um, now let's talk about a very, very large space here, and that is their food court. Their food court is now a food hall or a food hall just to begin with. Uh, food halls are the new, are the new buffets. So just be ready. Uh, no more buffets in town. Food halls is where it's at, and we're gonna be getting a massive one when Fountain Blue opens. But this place has a burger spot. They have a pizza place. They have uh, I Pono Cafe, which I believe that is uh, Hawaiian food, which is very very popular, especially in that part of town. So Durango itself is actually located on the southwest part of town. Um, in between sort of like the I-15 and Summerlin. So this kind of catches all the all the uh, residents that are in that space, uh, which we have a, lot, a very large Hawaiian population, which I think having an, um, uh, a Hawaiian restaurant in a local restaurant or a local casino is a very, very good idea. So kudos to them. They have Uncle Polly's, which Uncle Polly's is a sandwich spot, which is actually, I looked at a sandwich that somebody had gotten and it looked really, really good. It's sort of like a nice sort of sub sandwich, which is very nice. They have sushi. They have an Italian place, which the Italian spot, they made pasta and that place looked really good from what I saw. So I can't wait to go back and try it. I'm just kind of looking at it right now. They have rigatoni. They have tortellini. They have ricotta gnocchi. My dad loves that. Uh, Spaghetti. They have... Capitelli. Look at that. Uh, but yeah, so it looks really, really delicious. So I think that's going to be a really popular spot, and I definitely will be trying to go back there. I think this is actually going to be a really good date hotel. I really do. I really think it's going to be a really good date, uh, a really good date property to go on a first date. It's sort of chill. It's open. It feels young. A lot of lounges where you can go drink, 
hang out, have a cocktail, have a snack, watch the game, you know, maybe have some live music. I'm I'm assuming live music is going to be somewhere here. They're going to have a speakeasy. So I think this would be really good. Also, this is a big deal. I heard this from multiple people that the artisan noodle place here called Shang Artisan Noodle is supposed to be super good and also super popular. So definitely they have noodles. Um, And of course they have their oyster bar, which is sort of a standard for any of the uh, station casinos in town. And uh, that place, I didn't, didn't see if it was busy when I was there, but I've heard it's been, you know, pretty, it'll be pretty busy going forward. So again, they have, uh, they have a bunch of coffee places, super big in a coffee, but I mean, I'm not, but everybody else is, but overall the property itself is really, really nice. It's very open. It smells delicious. It's very bright. I think the biggest takeaway is that how bright and vibrant the space feels and I think that's really nice. I also played a little blackjack there, which, ooh, I totally forgot to tell you about the blackjack. So um, I did play a little bit. I did win. So I then I walked away, probably a little too early, but I wanted to leave Durango a winner at least one time. But I wanted to play, get the vibe. It was good. Uh, but I actually talked to one of the dealers who actually used to work at Circa. She now actually works at the Durango, obviously. And funny, she was actually off on opening night because I asked her about it. And she says, I don't know how I swung it, but that's what happened. But uh, she actually says it's a really, really nice property. She really, really enjoys it. She loves how bright it is. She loves the big giant windows. And it feels very fresh. And it's really nice to, you know, look that way. And I think that's going to be going forward. A lot of bright hotels. A lot of bright casino floors, I think, is going to be kind of what we're going for. And I think it is unique for this property. Just because it is much smaller. So it's much easier to light if you just have all these big giant windows open. And... It, it, you can get away with it. You can do it. Uh, you can't really do that when you have a big giant hotel, for example, like the Fountain Blue is going to be. The Fountain Blue is going to be a huge property, which, uh, again, will it's kind of hard to have natural light. So it'll be more artificial. But I think the Durango feels fresh. It feels It feels very organic. I think that's really what it feels. It feels very organic. It feels very part of that area which is nice because it's sort of developed, but it does have lots of empty spaces, but it feels sort of in the desert. And now that I'm just sort of talking it through, it just feels like it was put in the correct place. They really put it together. And I think they got the opening down because I think when they, they wanted to open it in in, in, uh, November, sometime around Thanksgiving, it wouldn't have been good because it actually would have been somewhat around the same time as F1, which I think you would have got locals not wanting to go anywhere. And I think they open it at sort of like a, you know, it's kind of a downtime in Las Vegas, uh, which is when people are wanting to do stuff, at least in Las Vegas. So I think they did a really good job of opening at the correct time. And I think uh, it went off without a hitch and it was fantastic. Um, Obviously, you're going to see people walking through the property, just sort of Google, you know, uh, oogly eyes at all the different things on the inside. But overall, I think the Durango is a fantastic property. It looks beautiful. Uh, I can't wait to try some of the restaurants in the inside, like Miho, uh, Summer House, Nico's, and definitely the Bel Air Lounge, because I really want to see how it it shakes out there, because I'm, a, as you all know, an expert in lounges. So... Um, again, you'll probably see me at Durango, you know, in the next couple weeks, you know, week or two, um, I will be going to the grant to, to the opening, not the grand opening, but the opening of the fountain blue. I will also be staying at the fountain blue sometime in December. So I'll give you sort of a review of what it feels like to stay at that big giant property. Cause again, much more style. It's on the strip, of course. So 
Anyways, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Concierge Confidential. This is Last Night in Vegas, but you know what I mean. Um, But again, thank you so much for listening. Um, We have some exciting things coming out on the Neon Smoke Podcast Network, uh, which... Yeah, I called it that. That's what we have here for Concierge Confidential. So we have some exciting things coming out. Hopefully you guys will check it out when they do happen. But again, thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Um, No videos yet for the Durango because I'll put them together at some point. But I really wanted to kind of get this out and get the first first sort of thoughts of the Durango casino and resort so again thank you so much for listening i'm brian ortega if you see me out in town awesome come say hello but remember keep it confidential